Hey, Gavon and friends, welcome to a very special episode of the Lord of the Rungs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. I'm Dan Zerby. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Sean Kelly, and together we will be discussing the news, writings, adaptations, uh, games, anything else relating to J.R.R. Tolkien's Legendarium in a way the professor would not really appreciate. Uh, or at least normally we would do that, but today we have a special episode. Happy Welcome to Hobbit our day. Happy Hobbit Day. We are uh, we are we are recording our Hobbit Day special, Frodo and Bilbo's birthday bonus episode. <laughs> did you like the alliteration, yeah, Sean? I I did. Anytime <laughs> you can include a little cheeky alliteration, it's a I mean, bit of an homage. It's it's easy and it's uh, always satisfying to hear <laughs> and to say well welcome yeah winners <laughs> uh yeah, yeah we figured we'd just do a, a little bit of a special uh episode yeah. outside of the norm here not yes, that indeed. there has been much of a norm yet <laughs> oh, yeah. i was gonna say we've done quite a few specials actually by now so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's honestly they're all special as it, I they are all special for but uh, none of them are quite as special as this one because this is a bonus episode. You lucky bastards! <laughs> two episodes this week. Yeah. Well, this isn't the only thing you had prepared for a Hobbit Day, Zerb. No, heard... it wasn't just uh, smartassy comments and stuff. Yeah. No, I heard you. Uh, you're cooking yourself up a bit of a Hobbity feast. Yes, I am. So, uh, for those of you who are totally unfamiliar with Hobbit Day, it is. Well, today it's the day being released, but it's not the day we're recording it. But it's the 22nd of September, which is uh, Bilbo and Frodo's birthday. So that's why Hobbit Day is the 22nd of September. And I have decided this year to celebrate by going all out and watching all three extended editions Lord of the Rings in one day, while also creating um, an obscene amount of food to consume while doing that <laughs> it's it sounded like a lot and you even give me the full list before <laughs> yeah it's okay so i am doing all let's see one two three four five six all seven hobbit meals <laughs> oh my yeah yeah it's eating it's like a, a hobbit is a challenge <laughs> i mean yeah it's i'm gonna be stuffing myself stupid uh I was, <laughs> it was telling my girlfriend looked at, at the uh, menu I had uh, ready to go, and she's just like, You know, you need to be doing like small portions if you want to be able to eat all this, right? And I was like, Yes, I'm well aware of that. I don't think full Hobbit portions are going to work. Uh, so, would you like to hear my menu, Sean? Uh, sure, absolutely. Good, because I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, whether I wanted to or not. But let's yeah, hear it. Right. All right. So for breakfast, one might call it first breakfast, we're going to go with the standard scrambled eggs, bacon, and toast with butter with some Irish breakfast tea to start. Okay. Pretty classic. I mean, eggs, bacon, and toast is mentioned many times in, in The Hobbit. Second breakfast, I'm going to be doing a fruit salad with strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, some just some berry salad, and also some uh, English coastal cheddar with crackers. Wow. That, yeah, it's simple but elegant. It is right. Eleven Z's is going to be uh, some sort of pastry. I haven't decided for sure. 
maybe some biscotti, or I'm thinking of making a. Uh, I've made before a version of lembas, which was really just shortbread. <laughs> yeah, I've made uh, quote unquote lembas before, and yeah. it, I mean it's good. It's it's just yeah. shortbread. You can't yeah, get, and, well, you yeah. can't go wrong with it. But <laughs> yeah, but good, you know it's you yeah, it's it's tasty and it and it keeps for a very 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 long time. So yeah, maybe some pies, some biscotti, maybe some shortbread for 11sies. Then uh, afternoon luncheon, I decided to go a little lighter with some mixed green salad with toasted walnuts, pears, and some more uh, English coastal cheddar. I think that'll be a really tasty salad. Wow, you, uh, you're you hitting the cheddar early. I respect the confidence. I am, yeah. Well, yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you got it. After- you gotta have the the salad in the middle there just to give yourself I, a breather. A little bit of roughage, yeah, to push everything through. <laughs> something my mother would say. She sounds <laughs> she's she's a character that lady. Yeah. She's pretty great. Uh then the next meal would be afternoon tea. Uh I'll be doing some palm court, which is just a blend from my favorite uh tea maker. Um you know, I'll shout it out. Harney and Sons, they're relatively local. They're about an hour away from where I live in New York, and they have great tea there, and maybe they'll give us money afterwards, but if not, they're very tasty. I recommend it. Uh, yes, and that will uh, be accompanied with um, some of a uh, seed cake with preserves. I'm not sure which kind yet. Probably strawberry. It's my favorite. You, you have so much prepared already, and this is... <laughs> Wait, this is afternoon luncheon? Or that's just wait. afternoon tea. Yeah, afternoon that's that's tea. around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. afternoon okay. tea. Yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, I know it's like it's, it's so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop by the end of this day. I'm gonna yeah. fall asleep if nothing else before <laughs> the end of the Return of the King. <laughs> you have to make it through. Yeah, yeah. So then we have dinner. <laughs> And yeah. I'll be making uh, Stam's Coney stew. Um, I'll be doing it in a crock pot. I will be including taters. Where do you even get Coney? Well, I was going to see if uh, your former employer right down the road from me is going to have uh, have that. They do have some weird meat at their butcher counter. So I'll see if I can find some. And if not, I'll probably just use like so then, chicken uh, thighs. Yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, it's. I mean, yeah. rab, rabbit pretty much tastes like chicken, except leaner. Still in the you know. spirit, yeah, a little game yeah, here. Still in the spirit, and that'll be a crock pot thing. That'll be easy. I can do that the night before. Yeah, and then, okay. and then that leaves supper, which uh, for I was like, you know, what can I do here? Because I don't want to do another full entree. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to uh, end my evening with something a little bit lighter. So I decided to do a. Um, seltzer and peach juice mocktail since i don't actually drink alcohol anymore and uh oven filled oven pears so it's gonna be pears stuffed with um like nuts and dried fruit and stuff like that baked oh that's interesting yeah i think that's gonna be that's the thing i'm most excited for actually i think that's gonna be really good And but there's more, I assume, right? There's no, that is the last meal. Supper is the last meal. Supper, yeah. yeah. So I I got some of these recipes and ideas. I have two like Tolkien Middle Earth related cookbooks that are both like unofficial, and (laughs) 
they do have some great recipes in there. Um, and then some of them are just really like not at all related to Middle Earth or the Legendarium, but they have names that <laughs> connect it to it. <laughs> like my favorite is like Baron's Potato Bread. <laughs> It's like, like oh, where, where is that coming from? I, I don't remember that being mentioned in the yeah, I, but <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't, uh, that's not, yeah. There's like a Mirkwood bat wings, which is just chicken wings, and stuff. you know, so there's some really, there's some dumb, goofy stuff. I like probably excellent recipes, but like, really, like they had to go out of their way to try to connect it to Tolkien. They were like, okay, we we covered the like five food items mentioned in the books uh, what do we do now <laughs> right yeah that was exactly it's like we have to fill a whole cookbook so we have to come up with something yeah well yeah. that sounds like um it sounds like a lovely day you have planned for yourself it's, yeah, sort it's of gonna a, be a little challenging i think it's more <laughs> it, I feel a like, lot of prep uh thanksgiving is more of a sprint where this this sounds like a marathon yeah, this is yeah, this is going to be a marathon. The day before is like all food prep, shopping, and mostly drinking water to expand my stomach, so I'll be able to fit <laughs> all this shit inside me. When... Yeah, you got to go full Kobayashi tactics if you're going to eat like a hobbit. <laughs> yeah, like a, uh, what's the yeah. guy now? Uh, Joey Chestnut, Dirty, Dirty Joe, or yeah, <laughs> Dirty Joe. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh, those hot dog competitions are disgusting yeah hard to watch as i'm sure you're like, we're both americans <laughs> yeah we're like we're both americans it's a uh, and, and we both find that hard to watch so so besides yeah. uh just listing off zerby's uh, ambitious yeah <laughs> eating habits and and yeah. plans we uh we actually did prepare something else for this special we episode sure today did this was actually sean's idea credit to sean good job buddy yeah yeah Um, i yeah you want to introduce this yeah so we basically there's a uh i believe there are a few different versions of this but there are fan edits as we i believe mentioned at least once before on the podcast of the yeah hobbit movies that combine them into one movie and right. uh, we decided to watch it uh one of them <laughs> excuse me yeah, and just the one yeah <laughs> yeah and uh this was an edit by dustin lee yeah, and uh it just it combines all three hobbit movies which combined are probably you know around nine hours something like that probably a little less but still well with the the extended versions of those movies it's even longer but yeah yeah uh combines them all into a four hour and i think four hour 20 minute long something like that uh movie that uh cuts out a lot of the weirdness and cruft and uh you know it does what it can right yeah but yeah, uh, it does uh, what it can to bring it as close as possible to the book. Yeah. Um, and before you, you know, question, uh, I'll answer the question that's in your head. Yes, it's all perfectly legal. If you own the right. Hobbit movies already, yes. uh, it is. Yeah, it's all cool. Yeah, I was going to say is like, that's something we should make very clear. It is not 
legal for you to download this film if you do not legally own copies of all three Hobbit films. <laughs> it is the only way you have to buy those movies uh, to 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 watch this fan edit. Yeah, they're worth watching, I would say. I would say it's worth giving a shot. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you want to get into it? You've probably seen them already if you're listening to this, but... (laughs) Yeah, likely. Uh, Yeah, whether you love them or you absolutely hate them. (laughs) And I think you've probably seen them. Somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say just overall to start, like, I would say that this fan edit really shows... it, it To me, it really highlighted the things that were done well and highlighted how poorly done the things that were poorly done are. <laughs> yeah, I something I noted overall, uh just getting into it, I guess. It, yeah, the, well. uh the first movie, so there were the three movies, uh Unexpected Journey? Uh yeah, first? Unexpected Journey. Um the Desolation of Smog and the Battle yeah. of the Five Armies. Right. So the first movie seemed like it was barely cut at all. Yeah, I think one of the few things that I saw got cut, like they really de-emphasized um, Azog chasing after the dwarves. Yeah, uh, I think they cut it's, a It's l- not in the book, so. No, and Azog's but, dead in the book, so. Yeah, that, so uh, for those who don't know, Azog the Defiler fought against the dwarves in this war a number of years before the events of the Hobbit. Um, At the Battle of Moria, yes. Yeah, so there was a whole, like, crusade, basically, by the dwarves to, like, eradicate all the orcs afterwards in the the mountains, in the Misty Mountains, and then up in the uh, Grey Mountains. Grey Mountains? Yeah. Uh, yes. And yes. Uh, yes. Azog died, and then his son Bolg was the one who was yeah. kind of running yeah. things during The Hobbit. But yeah. in the movies, they just have both of them. So I think they... Right. Yeah. He just sort of de-emphasized Azog's backstory and stuff like that. Yeah. I would also point out, this is not related to this fan edit, but uh, Azog the Defiler, that title, is not in the hobbit the book that's something they made up for the movie but i'm not criticizing it i think it's pretty badass <laughs> i mean certainly it's a it's a good yeah. uh pseudo yeah it's a hell of a moniker <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so i mean do you want to just kind of get into sure yeah i was actually kind of surprised watching this fan edit that they kept the frame narrative from the movie where it's ian holmes bilbo writing the red book of westmarch uh not that i didn't have a problem with it i think it worked just fine i'm glad they cut out some of the uh interactions with frodo that was like kind of fan servicey it's like remember lord of the rings and how much you guys love that you know yeah no i i liked it because it was just a brief moment yeah. at the beginning and end to frame the narrative which is the kind of the point yeah of yeah i think they narrative. jumped into that scene where gandalf comes and talks to bilbo while he's smoking on his front porch i think that would be uh it would have just been jarring it would have been a weird way to just get into the movie so yeah, yeah they needed to have a, some kind of introduction i think it worked and it, it, overall that just didn't bother me in in the movies the you know original ones either yeah just because it's you know it it's it is the frame it, that yeah 
that is how it works in the stories. It's just not right. in the Hobbit yeah, it's just, itself. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is still like the frame narrative. That's, it, I mean, it was retconned by Tolkien after once he wrote Lord of the Rings, but yeah. still, yeah, it's still part of that. I will say early on, I did like how much, and, and he kind of maintained this throughout. I think he kept pretty much all of the goofy moments of the dwarves. Yes. Which is great. I, that's yeah. kind of, it, it's in the spirit of the book. Yeah. That's the tone the book takes. Um, I think one of the things I know, one of the things I've had an issue with, I've heard lots of people have this issue with the Hobbit films is like the tone was all over the place. Like you had the silly fun song. That's what Bilbo Haggins hates when they're cleaning up and in, in, in the, in bag end. But yeah. then you later have like Sauron in it, which is like, you know, what, what are you doing? I thought this yeah. was supposed to be a fun romp. Yeah, <laughs> you know, then, that's, that's the tone was all over the place. So, and there's there's a certain musical cue whenever Thorin starts being stoic and broody that just <laughs> you know yeah. you're gonna be uncomfortable. But yeah. I will say that in the edit, he cut out a lot of the. I mean, there's certain things that he just couldn't cut out for story and because it's right. it is important to the plot. And yeah, Thorin is not he's not as jovial as the other dwarves. He's just not no. quite as uh, severe as he is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They say. made him a lot more. Um, he's, yeah, he's severe hard. Severe is a good word. Yeah. As opposed to severe. Yeah. So, to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I would say, uh, yeah, streamlining, like, especially the part of this fan edit, that's just the first movie. I found that, uh the way it's it was really tightened up and and not i wouldn't say stripped down but definitely tightened up a lot and i it doesn't drag as much um as like you know sometimes i'm in the mood to watch the hobbit movies even with all the issues i have because like yeah maybe it's even if you even if you think it's crap total crap which i i wouldn't say it's total crap at all um it's like it's still tolkien flavored and sometimes you're in the mood you know, yeah. but I will. I've said I've I've found that watching this fan edit, it really it doesn't drag. Like it does feel like some parts of the uh, the Jackson cut of everything, especially it's, like the early second lot of movie. movie. I don't yeah, know, it's certain it's certain parts. Yeah, they really feel like. Uh, and at the end, which I'm sure we'll visit revisit later, but like yeah. all the Thorin madness. It just feels like it took so much screen time. Just like they yeah, were really did like trying to get to, you know, uh, 5,000 words in an essay or something. It was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did kind of feel like that. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't need to, this movie doesn't need to be fucking two hours and 45 minutes like, long. Yeah, just like, yeah, because... do we have to have a 15 minute segment of just Thorin hallucinating. Yeah. It's like um, it's taking Dragon Sickness to a, like a much crazier level than it was in the books. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, you're yeah, it's greed comes out is really all it is in the books. It's his greed is overcoming him, but he's like tripping in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but... dude, did you take mushrooms? Why are you? <laughs> what the hell is happening here? Anyway, yeah, he was on that that dragon. Dro, yeah. uh, but 
I mean, it, I will say it was nice watching this because you were less distracted by some of the bad writing. Yeah. You were able to appreciate the performances more because I think Definitely. pretty much across the board, everybody killed it. Yeah. I mean, like the acting was not the problem with any no. of this. <laughs> you know? I, and I will say on that note, one bummer is... Tariel was pretty much entirely cut from the movies. That's exactly one of the things I was going to say. I was surprised by the fact that I actually missed her character being in it. But so much of her story was tied in with the love story thing. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. It's like it really goes to show... Like I, I think it was good that they added a female character. There's zero female characters in the book. I mean, the only one that's even mentioned, I think, is Bilbo's mother. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not in it. And Lobelia uh, at the end. <laughs> and at the end, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I was like, it just goes to show, like, it was kind of useless to add this female character because it was just for the romantic subplot that just didn't work. Because Toriel is the captain of the guard. Yeah, like she's like a captain of the Rangers and yeah, Mirkwood. Like she's yeah. and she was badass. She was awesome. Yeah. But if so much of her plot and character arc relied on her falling in love with a dwarf, it's like okay, I'm kind of. Yeah. I'd rather just not have it at all. Yeah, it just yeah it 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 was better that that storyline would have been cut, but they didn't need to cut that character. Well, like again, if they were, I just, I just wish they had done that character that she had been more than just like a romantic foil for. Yeah, in the original. Yeah, yeah, because it would have just been too much work to like try to pick apart scene, and it would have just added unnecessary time to an already four hour plus long. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean they they cut out. Tariel, they cut out Legolas's scenes almost entirely, which I was, yeah, yeah, seeing him in that context where he's just with his father, like in the in Mirkwood, it I was fine with him being there actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's uh, you know, Orlando Bloom is gorgeous, and uh, (laughs) he he would have been there, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, he he would have been there, and um, you know, this version of the movie makes it more believable like seeing legolas is like oh okay that makes sense to see him in this context it's more like a cameo than right yeah feeling like fan servicey screen very screen time right exactly i mean i think one of the problems with the hobbit movies is that they even though it's the lord of the rings is the sequel to the hobbit but they made these movies like the prequel to the lord of the rings yeah even though it's it's pretty yeah. much unrelated it's like connected by threads and all that and a few right. characters but it's it's a very separate yeah. story yeah yeah it really is with a totally different tone which is why yeah it was kind of hard to watch the original but again we're not here to uh, overly critique the hobbit films we're here to talk about the fan edit I, am um, too. I will say i was surprised i didn't even notice that the whole thing, like that Radagast was cut until like the second movie would have started. It didn't, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Which no, just goes he, to show how useless that was. I just wish they had made him less of a bumbling idiot. Like, yeah. 
he he just he's a he's one of the wise you know he's yeah, in the white council yeah and he would have been like kind of a weird wacky guy as wizards go but um like i like sylvester mccoy as an actor i think he's very talented but yeah I, it's like you know he had poop on his head the whole movie <laughs> yeah he's just like, like literally yeah. doing radagast dirty <laughs> yeah it, it was just too much and i didn't I mean, they cut all of the uh, White Council yeah, stuff and yeah, everything. So, thing, yeah, which you know, I I liked some parts of that, but it once again, it wasn't in the book. It wasn't necessary, and it was just another yeah. seemed like another way to inflate screen time, especially with, yeah. with like a full forty-five second long, uh, trippy Sauron spirit attack thing that was just uh, yeah i I guess in there to make epileptics uh, not (laughs) able to watch the movie yeah yeah i mean they were like okay how can we bring back uh christopher lee and uh and kate blanchett (laughs) like how can we bring them back yeah and like again i mean the white council it happens then and i mean if they are making three movies i'm Kind, of, I'm okay with it, I guess. But yeah, it was just a little like that was, fight scene where they drive the necromancer that we know to be Sauron from Mirkwood. It was just, uh, it's just a lot. <laughs> it just, <laughs> yeah. it was just like watching. It was like this should be more fun to watch, but it's just kind of not. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was once again a case of like just taking the taking the movie too seriously. You know, I feel like yeah. the movies just took yeah. themselves too seriously. Yeah, it, I, I, I just wish they had focused on again. You know, the it's it's called the Hobbit, and they really should have just focused on the Hobbit yeah. for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all told from from Bilbo's point of view. When I mean, when you're reading the book, I mean, the narrator goes out of his way to tell you, okay, so Bilbo was knocked out. Here's what happened while he was unconscious. You know, it's and that only happens yeah. at the end. Um, you know, the focus is on Bilbo, the Hobbit of the of the Hobbit. You know? Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. should have been more from his point of view, but in this yeah. case, it mostly was. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I will yeah. say, glad they kept in pretty much the entire Smeagol uh, or Gollum encounter. Oh part. yeah, the riddles in the dark is. Uh, I mean the the movie version you, of that chapter is excellently done. I was a I was really happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Um I did have a note here. Um if Baggins loses, we eat it whole. Um mm-hmm. I'm just glad that Gollum was able to pluralize the right words there and not yeah. if Baggins loses, we eat its whole. thank god for that yeah (laughs) yeah you know i he's been under the ground for a long time i'm glad he didn't lose all of his social graces oh god (laughs) (laughs) uh and i did want to just while we're here did want to just say bilbo cheated um well yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's one of my favorite parts of um of uh the 
uh, of concern, the prologue in Lord of the Rings concerning hobbits, where yeah, it's made just like, it's like strictly agreed. speaking, <laughs> this wasn't totally fair, but everybody does agree that once Gollum it accepted the terms of three guesses, that it would became fair, even though it's not <laughs> a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think. Yeah, he he, oh. he kind of cheated, but but again, it was Gollum's fault that he allowed. He he agreed to the three three guesses of yeah. what's in his no, nasty no, little pockets is. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, back to the edit sort of specific. Yeah. Stuff here. Um, I will say it was a bummer to see. Uh, and you went back and watched this scene, but uh, yes. the Bayorn stuff get cut out. Yeah, I love Bayorn as a character, and um, I didn't totally love the way he was written in the movies. I feel like he could have been a little more. Uh, I mean, he was he was somehow he was a little more personable even in the book. Yeah, um, I mean, he was just um, he seemed too like rough and gruff and he, uh, which which he is in the book, but he also like has a sense of humor that's made very clear. In he has the a book. sense of humor, and, and, and they cut that of, from the movie. Yeah, um, uh, like some manners he, and stuff. Yes, yeah. It's like, yeah, he says like he was never very polite, which implies that he's a little polite, and I don't feel like he was a little polite at all in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but they um basically in the edit they he plays the audio of Gandalf explaining. Uh, yes, that they need to like that they can go to the house like as they show like an overarching yeah, the, travel scene. Yeah, as the eagles are flying them from um, from the Misty Mountains to the Karak. Yeah, it's um, it's ex- yeah, Gandalf's voiceover, which which worked actually fairly it, well. It did work, but then they a- just completely skipped them going into the house. They're just asleep in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the original cut, they uh are being chased by Bayorn, Bayorn in bear form into his house, and then they fall asleep. And then the next morning, there's the scene where Gandalf introduces Bilbo and the dwarves to Bayorn. Um, in the book, that happens first. They just come up to Bayorn's house and they're like, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so for some reason, they cut the scene where Gandalf introduces the dwarves. Now, I was wondering why that is, because rewatching the scene, I was wondering, like, okay, maybe they say something that, like, makes the continuity not work with, like, this cut of the film. They could have left it in. I rewatched that scene, and they could have left it in. Now, maybe it's because it was longer in the extended version. I'm not sure. But, um... Yeah, they cut that scene, and they could have easily kept it in. It didn't have anything that would have not worked. I wonder if they could have even added it first to make it more, uh, you know what I mean? Well, like they they, they couldn't have, it. yeah, they couldn't have made it in the right in this in the same order as the books because of the way Gandalf's like, oh, we just wanted to thank you for your hospitality, you know, is what he says. Yeah, and um, okay. so like they would have had to do it in the other in the order that they did it in the movie, but they still could have kept that scene, even though it wasn't true to the way uh, it was in the book where Gandalf's like introducing the dwarves slowly 
as he, he's telling their story to keep Bayorn interested. Yeah, it's not like that, but they still could have kept the scene. I would say, I would. My guess is he cut it be, because for time and because it was inaccurate. Yeah, so that's he, that, that's my guess. But it, I will say it made that part very very clunky. It did. It, that was maybe the most uh, clear that yeah, you like, saw the hand of the edit. Basically. Yeah, like it, it's like oh, you could tell watching. It, it's like oh, this got hacked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah but at the end of the day it it also it was so fast that you're able to move on from it pretty quickly (laughs) yeah but i will say cutting that much uh of bayorn's screen time really really lessens the impact when he shows up at the battle of five armies later yeah it's like oh i didn't think he even cared that much (laughs) yeah he's just like some guy who gave who let them borrow horses yeah, I mean, if uh, give them milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you guys want some honey. All right, bye. <laughs> I mean, that was like kind of it. Um, yeah. So I, that was a little disappointing. Um, I mean, I really wish. Uh, again, this has nothing to do with the uh, the fan edit that we watched, but I really wish they had shown the part in the book where Bayorn goes out and talks to some a warg and an orc gets information from them and then kills them (laughs) and puts the orc head on a stake on his property and nails the pelt of the warg to a tree yeah that would have been a lot more hardcore and a little more uh i mean they could have done it in a less uh in a like still i mean that was kind of the vibe of the movie though (laughs) it was kind of it's definitely a little it was not pg The, yeah, no, it was definitely PG thirteen, and the extended edition uh, Battle of the Five Armies was ludicrous because there was so much blood and gore. <laughs> which yeah, is uh, you know, again, I, I yeah, I mean, it's not something that I would generally mind personally, but it it, it just didn't fit in the movie. It to me, it didn't didn't fit. It was out of place. Again, that's in the extended edition in the uh, in the theatrical release version. It's not um. No, not quite so egregious. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It it doesn't have almost any blood at all. Even though the blood is black because it's orc and troll blood and stuff. But anyway, I will say. So watching all the movies back, uh, not only did I appreciate the characters a lot, but I I also appreciated the set designs a lot because I don't know why yeah. I really noticed how great they were, but like Lake Town. Yeah, uh, I mean, terrible. Lake Town looks so much like Tolkien's illustration of it. Yeah, yeah, they did it. They did a very good job designing Lake Town and Dale, for that matter, too. Yeah, I was gonna say, but uh, as far as uh, are there any other part, like edit parts we want to touch on before the dragon before Smaug? Uh, I think that covers everything that I had that happens before that. Oh, one th- so as they're going to the dragon, one thing I thought he did really well um, when they went up to the door. Did oh, you yeah. Notice? When he recut that scene, that was very well done. That was yeah. so much closer to the book. And it, yeah, I didn't think it, they were going to pull that off with the editing, honestly. I was like, ooh, this yeah, is going to be choppy. But it wasn't. So well. It wasn't choppy. Um, so in the movies, it, in, it, this is just strange, just as like, a film thing. I don't know. They they basically can't find the door 
and they can't bust it open with Maddox within like three yeah. minutes. And so they just fully give up and leave. And they just start <laughs> to walk away. And I'm like, ah, that's it's like, all right, well, we tried. See ya. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, we just I guess now wins this one. Hundreds <laughs> of miles. And we're just going to give up our birthright here. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it. it was... This, this door, I can't find the door handle. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah i mean bilbo had, is yeah yeah he edited right. it basically where the bilbo i mean it was pretty smooth where bilbo like the the moonlight shone on the keyhole yeah. bilbo turned around and looked and at it yeah, and then thrush knocks he kept that in there yeah and then immediately after that thorin is just has the key and he's opening the door so it like he cut out the weirdness and kept that in so that yeah. i thought that was well done and almost dropping the key and thorin happens to save it yeah <laughs> you know? oh, yeah i forgot about that part i know too. yeah they just well that was the thing it's like that was one of the things like you didn't need to edit you, you didn't need you didn't need to add more drama to that scene it was fine yeah like the you know again it's um, already the circumstances yeah. are, themselves are traumatic enough yeah so the dragon i mean they they didn't yeah, luckily uh, once again one of my favorite scenes him talking to smaug yeah the conversation with smaug is one of the best scenes in the book for sure um so and they, it was pretty good in the even in the original movie i was yeah i thought more or less happy with it yeah. and once again um benedict cumberbatch we're both cumberbitches on this program uh, <laughs> <laughs> He, he yeah did a fantastic job <laughs> yeah what a, he did a great uh job just the voice that he did if nothing else i mean i know they did mocap for um for him and yeah seeing <laughs> him do that was super weird <laughs> it's so fun i if you guys have not seen benedict cumberbatch in his motion capture suit playing smaug like just in this you know with the microphone on his head and like the dots on his face and, and the gray bodysuit and stuff just wriggling around on the floor <laughs> look it up it is a delight it is yeah, very funny it's it's great but i mean yeah. it worked he did a fantastic it did, it, it did yeah yeah absolutely the he first... was also the voice of the necromancer which was cut out of this oh, uh, edition. But yeah he, he was the voice of the necromancer slash sauron his voice was fine it, i guess yeah, yeah he's dead it, but uh they did cut the uh they didn't cut all of the dwarves running from smaug but they cut the weird parts of them finding him like dropping the big yeah. golden statue on him and stuff yeah like yeah. That. yeah they cut a lot of that which um yeah the only sense. major the book yeah the only major continuity error that i noticed it was definitely the right. it was the worst continuity was him being covered in gold when he flew out out of the doors which destroy was like, lake town yeah yeah you see yeah. him go up into the air and shimmer all the gold off of him and in this cut it's like well what the hell was that i mean it was a cool <laughs> shot it was a but very cool shot. Yeah, it was just kind of goofy that they did that in the first place. Yeah, I was gonna say the shots leading up to that shot were just not worth the. <laughs> it was the wrong kind it of wasn't. goofy. The dwarves, are, yeah, it wasn't whimsical. It was like, why? How would that even? <laughs> <laughs> just looks. Yeah that 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 felt like um, 
like the first time you watched one of the diehards where he stopped John McClane stopped being a regular person and started being like a giant action hero. Yeah. And it, and it just wasn't as relatable or enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> after Die Hard One. Yeah. Well, Die Hard Two and Die Hard Three, he's like a normal person. But yeah, once uh, Die Hard Two, yeah. Once yeah, I don't and, remember and, and Die Hard Three. With a vengeance, oh, it's arguably as good as the first one. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Die Hard. Although <laughs> I, I could, I do. We'll, love Die we'll Hard, circle but... back. We'll do a Die Hard um, special <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we'll compare. We'll compare all Lord of the Rings with uh, the Die Hard movies for yeah, some reason. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta make a note of that <laughs> real you quick. Know, I don't okay. think that would even be good. I don't think we could even possibly make that good. <laughs> uh i'll think about it yeah maybe (laughs) anyway anyway yeah uh what else you got because i got overall things at this point they cut the worms which was good. oh yeah i mean in so in the book bilbo when he uh when when i think it's I mean, Thorin says it in the movie. I don't remember. I think it's actually a different dwarf says it in the book, but says he looks more like a burger, uh, a grocer than a burglar. And uh, Bilbo's talking um, like, if I have to fight the giant wereworms of blah, 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 blah. And they ended up putting giant worms in the Battle of the Five Armies, which was not in the book and also is a little out there. So I'm glad that they cut that. I didn't care yeah. for that. I thought it, it was I mean, way even too if much. You- it's one of those things where it's like if you have to stretch that much and take one line from the book and then turn like yeah. add it into somewhere like I'm pretty sure Tolkien would have mentioned worms if they were at the path uh, of yeah. the five armies. Yeah, giants yeah, it's, it's graboids. In there. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Wait, is that from Tremors? Yeah, it was. That was a Tremors okay, reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was good. Yeah, uh, I, love, I love Tremors. <laughs> I, I, mean, Tremors. I weirdly, I know you do. I don't. <laughs> I guess you love Tremors enough where I already knew that, which is impressive. <laughs> I have. I've seen all of them more than once, and wow, aren't all, there like nine? I think there's only like six of them. I distinctly remember there being a seven. Uh, maybe there are maybe there's okay something. well okay once again like anyway trying. yeah <laughs> once jamie kennedy entered the franchise it kind of went off the rails so. what, once <laughs> Sorry, again we're jamie sidetracked kennedy. by a series of movies with like seven installments um <laughs> <laughs> uh do you want to talk about fast and furious or <laughs> I, I i i i never saw past tokyo drift so i can't really comment okay well you stopped at a good place um <laughs> i think i went too far honestly <laughs> so yeah so overall comments what, what did you think um i think this fan edit i i did enjoy it i think it was i think i would really enjoy re-watching this fan edit more than re-watching even the theatrical cut, let alone the uh, extended editions. Um, it just doesn't drag as much. I think a rewatch would make it a lot more, a lot more digestible, not only because of the reduced fill the time that it takes to get through the whole thing. Um, but just the way it flows, it just like the, the pacing's a lot faster. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, overall I would say it, yeah, there was plenty of stuff that was still in there that was, 
questionable. I guess. Like, I still... Certainly, yeah. I did make a note of Gandalf using the moth to call the eagles. Just yeah. things like that, where it's like, just things that are against the spirit of how luck is yes. so important. Thank you. Yeah, I was about to say that. The same Hobbit. Thing, yeah. yeah, luck and, is such and, a major theme. And also, you know, behind the scenes, how that's Iluvatar exerting his will on the world. Basically. Right. Yeah. That is, that is the hand of, of, of Edu out there. Just uh, making it's sure that things happen. Yeah. yeah. But um, so it, overall, I would say I, I would probably rather rewatch this, but more than yeah. anything, it just made me sad that if they <laughs> had could basically, have been. yes. If, if yeah. this movie didn't have some of the awkward cuts and continuity errors and things like that. And certain scenes were just written a little more true to the book that were in there. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we could have had something really great and like, you know, have it just be more whimsical, have it be more its own movie. I'm fine with like was getting thrown in there in a cameo. I'm fine with, you know, obviously, having Ian McKellen back is fantastic. Yeah, always, yeah, definitely. Uh even you know, having um uh Hugo weaving it, it just all of that. But yeah. yeah. I mean, we kind of got it, this is a a step in the right direction, but it's <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, there's only so a much time you machine do. is the only way <laughs> yeah. to get yeah. all the way there. I will say uh, another uh, thing overall that I noticed. It was I found it interesting how you know cutting up and reassembling these films show how different certain scenes look. Like Battle of the Five Armies, the color and saturation is way more intense oh, yeah. than the other the previous two movies. It's really distracting, and it's like it's like washed out almost yeah, too. But yeah, like, it's almost it, like they have that like soap opera like Vaseline on the lens kind of yeah thing to it. It's, it's very weird, and everything's so saturated. Yeah, seeing how it, and also yeah, just see. Oh, plus one thing, even just with that uh, same thing in mind of how, watching everything back to back and watching it faster, right. being Smaug just had directly to lake town without having to like change discs or whatever was yeah it just felt much better and like i get it was a cliffhanger and everything and obviously you know yeah people will watch the third movie yeah but for i don't know why it always that break always bothered me yeah it 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 felt terrible yeah it was yeah agreed but um i we have a couple things lined up. First of all, I forgot oh, actually, to mention. I, I oh. do have one more overall note. Yes. What's that? Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just found like this fan cut, I think really, or did I say this at the top of the show? I did. Never mind. It was a thing about how good the good was and how bad the bad was. Like it really highlights those things. Oh yeah. yeah. It, Make, yeah. It, it, it does because it, because it's so much shorter, it almost feels like everything has more weight to it. Right, yeah, and yeah, so it yeah, it, what you're getting is more precious, and yeah, seeing yeah. Uh, seeing stuff that bothers you is just gonna <laughs> yeah, it's it's more. it's yeah, 
Anyway, um, sorry, go ahead. We have a couple bits for you guys. Yeah, but you know, we figured we've been probably mostly whining about <laughs> the <laughs> Hobbit movies too much for uh, yeah. most of this episode. So, first yeah. of all, I've got a Mad Men of the West. All right, Mad Men of the West. Let's do it. Still, uh, I promise I'm eventually going to come up with some music to add <laughs> into that. Just a little. Uh, yeah, something like that yeah yeah we we're calling in the hobbit exterminators <laughs> I, i'm not sure what that means are we gonna be we get rid of the hobbits yeah wait no hang on <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna no, no, guess no, wait wait bug, bug bomb bag end What's <laughs> we're, we're not we're not exterminating the hobbits oh good uh we have exterminators who are hobbits oh okay uh, good that's, yeah, that's they, way better. <laughs> I realized watching this back that uh, the only ones we really see kill spiders in all of these movies or deal with them are hobbits. Uh, hobbits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in True. the in the movie, uh, the dwarves kill some spiders, I guess. But yeah, I mean, in the book, they throw some rocks and presumably kill a few. But like Bilbo does all the heavy lifting. Yeah, and uh, so I figured, you know, if you're gonna call an exterminator and at least hire somebody with some experience it doesn't seem like anybody else is uh pulling their weight in middle earth trying to deal with all yeah, the beasties right? so yeah no that's it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. we're just i'm tr- we're trying to do some rapid fire <laughs> bits here and uh, yeah you know I, I guess hobbit exterminators aren't a brand but um they should be they definitely should consider their branding though because uh i <laughs> I did not even realize before saying that that uh, <laughs> the subject might be unclear there. Yeah. Do you have uh, an infestation of spiders? <laughs> and or hobbits? Tired, yeah. Are you tired of these creepy crawlies ruining your forests and uh, passes of mountains of shadow? And, yeah. <laughs> well, Br- that's when you call the Hobbit exterminators. They're yeah, they'll... fun-sized and ready to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll yeah. workshop it. We'll workshop yeah. the cap trays. Yeah. But while oh. we're workshopping, why yeah. don't we cast it into the fire? Oh, right. Yeah, that's a great idea. Who 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 are we recasting? Who do we think? Which character? I mean, who else? Bilbo. The I mean, casting. He's, he's the Hobbit of the yeah. Hobbit. So yeah, it makes the, sense. The uh, the casting and. The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit was, um, you know, questionable at best. So <laughs> we gotta, we gotta figure. That's everyone's gripe out. about both of those movies. The casting <laughs> sucked. <laughs> yes, I, not like forget that I just said that I loved basically every casting choice for this movie. Yeah, I no, don't. I don't love Bilbo's. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, Martin no, Freeman was incredible. No, Martin yeah, Freeman was—he was great. But if we're going to recast him, yeah, who would you who would you pick for recasting? Um, well, I have one. Uh, I've I've two serious ones and one silly one. My silly one is Johnny Depp. <laughs> Oh, just slightly yeah. drunken Bilbo, I think. Just do like <laughs> a, very amusing. Yeah, yeah, I don't Jack think he'd be good. 
Yeah, he wouldn't be good, I don't think, but he no. would be entertaining. <laughs> it w- <laughs> yeah, it would be a it would be a take. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, also, we need to get this out of the way uh, in case you hadn't listened to our other episode. Uh, Luis Guzman. Um, oh god damn it you stole my serious yeah, one really <laughs> that was your of course serious it's Luis guzman <laughs> it's always uh, Luis guzman actually like <laughs> of all the roles i feel like we should come up with a rating for every role uh and like Luis guzman's uh sort of compatibility with it so it gets like what like out, out of five Guzmans, uh, like out of ten, you know, I feel like he has right. he has a good amount of range. I feel like this one's like a solid like seven or eight. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I mean, it it, it would be ridiculous, but I do think <laughs> he would do a good job, like as good of a job as he could. Yeah, yeah, no, I th- I think Bilbo is one of his angles, though. Yeah, you know what I mean, I if we're gonna cast Luis Guzman in in the Legendarium somewhere, Bilbo's not a bad shout. Yeah, so <laughs> this this one gets a um, uh, seven on the Guzman dart. Yeah, seven out of Gu- ten Guzmans. Yeah, seven out of ten Guzmans on the yeah. Guzman scale. <laughs> uh, we ne- I need to uh, just iron out exactly how to pronounce his name if we're going to continue this bit. <laughs> I believe it's Guzman, Luis Guzman. Yeah, Luis Guzman. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's correct. I do want to nice- just double check. <laughs> What's well, the nice thing about like? Spanish words and even names. It's like, yeah, you pronounce them how they're written for the most part. Yeah. As long as you know how to pronounce like yeah. letters in Spanish. Yeah. Not like stupid English. Yeah, uh, not dumb English. All right. So I'm, I apologize for taking one of yeah. your serious ones. So you took the last one I was going to say. <laughs> I'll offer one in return. All right. Uh, how does Anthony Hopkins strike you? well you know what's funny i just read an article the other day um anthony hopkins was considered for gandalf in lord of the rings um the number one consideration was sean connery which would have sucked in my opinion (laughs) yeah i I think he i think anthony hopkins would have been a great Gandalf. gandalf though yeah i think he i mean look you know ian mckellen is Amazing. Hard to not see him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did such an incredible job as Gandalf. But if not him, yeah, Anthony Hopkins would have been great. Um, a little old to play Bilbo, I think. Well, the only not issue. when we, you know, revive his younger clone. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting we have the Madame Tussauds um, personality matrix and everything. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> we'll pull him right out of the muzzle and just get him right into Bilbo's role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a younger Anthony Hopkins, I think, would do a fabulous Bilbo. Yeah, for sure. And then he's a great actor. He probably could play any character in these, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he'd make a great sort of powerful like Aowen or just anything. Really, (laughs) I think Anthony Hopkins would have made a gorgeous Galadriel or. All right. Who who was so, your first choice? So I did. I did have one serious. This is like the most serious one that I had. Um, and by the time you know this enters, uh, you know the uh, the public domain, and we're able to do this, this person would be the right age because he's actually a, a, one day younger than me. And that's Daniel Radcliffe. He's a great uh, actor. Oh, yeah, he's a great he, actor, and he would he do would Bilbo make a good great. Bilbo, I think. Plus, he's short, so that would that already helps. Yeah, he wouldn't. No editing required. <laughs> yeah. Now that yeah, he's, he actually he's would a be great good. actor, he he would he would do a great job. 
and uh, it's a it would solidify no his for third revival. status. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. saving yeah. on. Uh, I was gonna say by the Madden time it's public fees. domain, you know. Again, he like he said, he was born on the twenty third of July. I'm the twenty second, <laughs> and uh, so we'll be the same age. So I could play Bilbo, but you know, assuming that um, my acting career doesn't ever take off, <laughs> you get somebody well, who we know is actually really talented. I mean, so far it's been meteoric, uh, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, credit to that thing. guy because really, like Harry Potter could have been the worst thing for his acting career. <laughs> But he, he's been able he to. Did all right uh, afterwards. Yeah. He's been able to break out of that, and he really is a an excellent actor. Kudos to the guy. I'm a all fan right, of well, his. I got I got my last pick. Um, all right. Let's hear Tom it, Hanks. <laughs> it was like I don't want to go on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean, it's Tom Hanks. Precious. Tom Hanks is great. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how he could. You know, you know what yeah. the only issue might be would be is, um, I feel like, and I have nothing to verify this, and I'm sure there are examples of this being false, but I feel like he's just has like a really bad British accent, like he just can't oh, do it. I. Don't imagine. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him where he's attempted anything but an American accent. So, well, it could just be yeah. an American Bilbo. <laughs> just American and Bilbo, yeah. Good America, American he's got blue Bilbo jeans on. in Lake Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, American Bilbo in Lake Town. I like it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's got blue jeans. Uh, we, yeah. we already know it's you know like definitely blue he, jeans. What are what are what are other American things? Uh, <laughs> he wears a baseball Jeep, cap. Jeep Wranglers. Um, <laughs> Jeep Wranglers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He took the blue jeans from uh, the yep. uh, halls of the Elven King while he was sneaking around. Because <laughs> if there's one thing we know, Wood Elves love it's blue jeans. Yeah, <laughs> they they're the, their blue jeans. They're the only ones who have this secret. Uh, and the skill to make uh, acid wash denim. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already Elves know Legolas has a pair. It's awful. Uh, I mean, very few humans pull off acid wash jeans, really. Um, so, <laughs> so. Uh, all right, oh, maybe so elves I, can. Maybe elves I, can. No, that we know they can. I mean, look at Orlando Bloom. They have, but, they have the bone structure to pull off anything. Yeah, that's... yeah, they really do. <laughs> uh, so I got one last bit, and it's a quick one. It's not even really a bit. It's just an observation. You know, this All is right. a uh, conspiracy unmasked. Ooh, no, it's not. It's oh, that's well, it's sort of a no. It's a alleged allegory. Okay, that works too. I confuse the two, <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, they're bits uh, we I, haven't done as many of, so we. we yeah, I'm starting. They're stuff. all jumbling around in my head now, and I'm just starting to lose track. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say that uh, I think Tolkien intended Lobelia Sackville Baggins to represent uh, Bilbo's dragon, <laughs> his own personal dragon. Yeah. yeah, he came back, and she yeah. it, he had been ousted from his home, and yep, all his stuff right. had been stolen. Yeah, well and, sold. Sold. He was sold. declared. Well, dead. I mean, yeah, but although he wasn't dead, so it was taken from him wrongfully. So I feel that like is that's true. Stealing, and we all know Lobelia loves 
Silver Spoons. Yeah. Not the show from the eighties. Um, <laughs> well, we don't, we don't know. She does all the. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a reference all the kids are gonna love anyway. Yeah, I've I've heard that name I've, like twice. I've never, I've never seen this show. The only <laughs> thing I know about it is that um, the guy who uh, plays um, Will's cousin on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Alfonso Ribeiro, is in it. That's the only thing I know about it. The Carl Carlton. That's the only thing I know about oh. that show. Anyway. Okay. Well, fun. Random tangent. <laughs> Another fun reference. Tangent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all all the Zoomers are really gonna love that reference. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, Lobelia Sackville Baggins is a dragon who uh, is redeemed at the end of Lord of the Rings. She is. I actually really love that uh, her her arc there. It's very yeah, it is. She's honestly the nicest dragon, but still fierce. Yeah, and still yeah, still dragon. So yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm glad. I was gonna say I'm glad they slayed her, but but for for some reason that feels mean, even though it's a it it does feel character. mean, even though she herself is quite mean. Yeah, <laughs> she's mean and awful for most of the books, and yeah. she's a fictional character, but that felt mean. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so um, in case you hadn't realized, we didn't do a correction corner at the beginning of this episode, and we're Correct. not going to do a fun fact at the end. No, because this is a special, and uh, the episode that came out the day before this released uh, was recorded many weeks ago, many, many, yeah. many weeks ago. So, so this is to being uh, this is a bit of an insert. Yeah, we can't we can't mess up the continuity. So uh, you'll be hearing the corrections from um, yesterday's episode um, in uh, next Thursday. Or yes. the following episode, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, and where can the people find us, sir? Yeah, if you uh, if you yourself have seen this particular fan edit, who's the gentleman who uh, made this fan edit, Sean? Uh, once again, that was the guy. <laughs> Sorry, who, uh, it was Dustin Lee. <laughs> Dustin Lee. If you've yes. seen this, uh, if you've seen this fan edit, and uh, you have any thoughts about it, or if you've seen another fan edit that you'd want to recommend to us, uh, you can do so by sending us an email at Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail dot com, or you can DM us on Instagram. Our handle is Lord of the Wrongs Podcast. And uh, make sure to buy your copies if you're going to. Yes, uh, if you're going to download any fan edits of this, you must own, legally own, all three Hobbit films. As detestable as that might seem to you, it is required (laughs) by law. Otherwise, you are violating copyright. And yeah, so don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Keep the shit legal, guys. Keep the shit legal. (laughs) And we would never do that. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, look, whether <laughs> yeah, whether you like the Hobbit movies or not, it's not cool to take money out of the uh, hands of the people who worked on it. Yeah. Also, I would say, um, just as a final, would you recommend somebody watches this edit? Um, yeah, I would recommend it, especially if you have seen all three Hobbit films and you wish there was a different version of it. Yeah, you know this is uh yeah it's a lot closer to the book and um it's overall very well done. Again, there's at certain points there's only so much you can do because of how they made you know what what the script was how the script is written in the first place. But yeah, yeah, I'd recommend it. Uh, yeah, I would say if you've read the book and watch. you haven't seen the films, I would almost 
recommend watching this and not even watching the other ones and yes. just sort of but again you do still have to buy those movies <laughs> yes you don't watch them though yeah. <laughs> or you, you can watch them afterwards buy them, yeah yeah just buy them you don't have to watch them and then you can legally watch this fan edit yeah <laughs> just buy them to flex on uh peter jackson that you yeah. can afford to buy his stuff and not even watch it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, a lesson about making <laughs> better adaptations in the future <laughs> uh it wasn't his fault <laughs> yeah yeah no right. the whole production was rushed it was a nightmare production to make apparently so <laughs> it was very rushed and yeah anyway uh happy that's, hobbit day everybody yeah that's that happy hobbit day and you know, uh namadier namadier join us uh next time for uh another fantastic episode of your favorite Tolkien podcast. <laughs> wow, All I right. like the bold new uh, closing. Yeah. Namadier. Well, <laughs> Namadier. Namadier. We're sticking to it. Namadier.